like they lost their mind. Like 25 of life never crossed their mind. Staying connected to the culture, it's our way of life. On Dropping All Gems, we break down all the chatter. Trending topics, relationships, sports, sex, and more. So step on into the jury shop. You know what time it is. We dropping all gems. Hey, hey, happy new year. It is 2024. I am your host. Uh, very, very, very blessed host. <laughs> very, very, very blessed host, TB, here, getting ready to kick off 2024 with you all, the 21st century, 2024. And we have... It's New Year, same old V. So, <laughs> same old V, right on here. Happy New Year, everyone. Notice I said year, no S. Take that with you. New Year. Oh, it's not happy new. It's uh do people say S? Oh, people are, are gonna say New Year's for the next because I think it's because they mix like New Year's Day and they be like, Happy New Year's. And I'm thinking, okay, 2024, 25, 26, 27, like infinitely. <laughs> number but yeah people will drop that s on there really quick so anyway happy new year y'all so do you have a resolution or a vision board i don't do vision let me let me say this don't invite me to no more damn vision board parties because first of all i think if you do vision boards they should be personal if you do them if you whatever your goals are however you do it whatever but if i see you doing a vision board and i've been to some vision board parties and i've watched what they put on their vision board and then I watch how they handle themselves throughout the year. And they don't do nothing that's on the vision board. So I said, I don't believe in resolutions. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. But there is one thing I plan on doing, which is not going to any vision board parties in the first week <laughs> of January. So look, I um, I don't do resolutions because I figure whatever you're going to do new, you, you make that decision when you make it. So you don't need... um. Lord, don't get me started talking about July and August, these extra months taking you into the new year. But as far as vision boards go, I typically think that they should be digital and, yes, personal, um, mainly because people like to rob and hate on your vision. So you can have different steps, kind of like what you were saying. They're not living their life according to that vision. But then on the other hand, you don't know what's going on. So let your vision be between you and the Lord. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. So we took a little break. It was an unintended break. Had to think through some things. Um, I was glad to see, though, that some of my favorite podcasters have also been taking breaks and stuff like that. Just un- And they were unintentional breaks. Things happen. Things do whatever. So we took a little break. We're kicking off the new year with you all. But even though, and I hadn't even shared this with you, Van. So even though they had, um, we took that break. Man, we still had like 350 downloads last year. But of course, we're freaking amazing. <laughs> so thank Who you wouldn't want to download me? <laughs> but it was Who would not want to download me? Again, Germany, Philippines, um, the UK, the US, across the US. Um, I got a chance to see the the, the favorite list of, of, of different things. People like the P-Gate and some other things in there. But yeah, so thank you all for the downloads. Uh, a little bit clearer minded on some things this year. So unintentional break, but it was a good break. Um, and so we wanted to kick off the new year and come back and, you know, let you all know we're back. And as we create uh, additional content, got a few emails, got a few other things. And it, what it showed me was that... Uh, even though we do talk about some serious things, people like the more funny things. People like the more social things. Um, Absolutely. You know, if we're talking about um, speaking of Diddy and Cassie and all of that, if we're talking about Diddy and Cassie, they uh-huh. like that. You know that, but that's a whole. <laughs> Listen, 
That's not even a show. That's like a whole series. And I don't know if I have the mental capacity. I put Diddy and Cassie right in there with the whole politics thing. I don't know if I have the mental capacity to break down all of that. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's going to be a whole different. I, I think the only thing I'll say is um, people keep thinking Diddy settled. And he didn't settle. Diddy didn't settle. Diddy's company settled. Because if you look at who she sued, she didn't sue him personally. She sued his company, right? Well, so he did. probably, look, with the way these people move money around, he probably don't have no money personally. That yeah. money's probably all tied, tied on his stocks and, and, and company and stuff like that. So those lawyers yeah. settled yeah. for him, you know, so. I'm looking um, for a company to sue right now. But it's interesting because uh, I had this conversation the other day. Uh, now, we are not old. But, you know, I have uh, uh, you have a young adult son. And I have two young adult daughters. And my one daughter asked me, and this is exactly what she said. She said, I know you haven't been doing your podcast lately. So I just want to ask you this. What do you think about what Simone Biles' husband said about him being the prize? I did not realize until I had that conversation with her and a couple of her friends and, and my other daughter and her friends. Young people, young women took that kind of personal. Like they said he was zesty. Like they were like, they were like, well, uh, uh, did he really mean that? He shouldn't mean that. And, and then I saw some backlash on social media where all these women were, you know, young, especially they were young women thinking that, you know, she should have been the prize and all this other stuff. And one of the things I said I mean, to her, but hold on, let me tell you what I said to her. I said, I don't think he meant it the way that they thought he said it. And here's why. You've been in relationships. I've been in long-term relationships. You've been in long-term relationships. We know our men think that they are the prize. And they say it sometimes to say, they'll say, I'm the best thing that ever happened to her. You know, I'm, you know, she's so, I'm so glad that she found me. And, you know, we know that, right? So I'm thinking that maybe his words weren't right, but I didn't realize how these young, these young women were in. And then I started looking at the Twitter hate and all the stuff when Simone Biles posted. She, oh said, my God. she said, y'all still here? Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, so I saw that for one thing, let me just say, I think that he is living off of, this is a tailwind of the situation with Kiki Palmer. Okay. Um, I think that, and him saying he's the, pro my mama used to always say, y'all forgive me, give my old Louisiana, it's a mighty poor dog that won't wag his own tail. Okay. So <laughs> I just think the young man was like, I'm the prize. I ain't know who she was. I mean, we know he knew who she was. I, I think it was just all blown out of proportion and, I think that if you're in a relationship, you should see yourself in a valuable way. Valuable way. And you know, now don't get me wrong. He he have, <laughs> he have his little, you know, what what they call it, light skin energy, <laughs> his zesty feel. He 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 have his own thing, but you know what? If it works for them, it works for them. I think that at this point, and I, you know, I'm real big on it. Ain't our business, though. <laughs> but I, hey, wag your tail, wag your tail, Jonathan Owens. I know your name, Jonathan Owens. Wag your tail. It's just a bad time for Jonathan's right now. Let me just say that. <laughs> but here's the thing, I, 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 first of all, they made it our business when he said it. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, when he said it, he made it everybody's business. But I learned so much in that interview, like. I learned so much about what he was thinking. Didn't hear so much about what she was saying, but so much what he was saying. But I also did not know that there was an app for dating. For yeah, if you're a certain profile. If you're a certain profile. I did not yeah. know that. Now, I know there's a gym and some other things that are, and we, we probably talked about them before, but I didn't know that there was an app for them. Like, you know, and it made me go, oh, they got an app. For the pretty people, you know, or the pretty and well, not people. just the pretty people, the well-off, like you know, you want to date like-minded people, and no, so listen. like you get on plenty of fish, or I don't even know if tags still exist, but you know, those sites were hookup sites. You're looking for some people who trying to jam up real quick, so you're looking for like-minded people, and I think that that is 
No, see, that ain't like-minded. Because if you listen to him, if you listen to him, he was like, oh, she liked me back. But then three or four other people like me back. And, you know, I'm in a new city. And I just started playing for Houston, you know, for Houston. And, free and, and, and whatever, whatever. And so I say all that to say, I just didn't know that there was an app for that. And I don't necessarily mean that it's like-minded. Well, I'm right? saying app professionals or people who are in a more affluent type situation. Like, he don't want to date uh heaven or Nivea from the Waffle House. But see, see now, that's a perfect segue to this clip. So I was listening to if you don't know who, and I gotta go find his uh information. Hey, shout out to Waffle House and to Nivea. You know, no shade. We love you. Oh Lord. He, you probably not his speed, you know, everything not gonna be pretty woman. Okay. Uh that's true. Umar, Dr. Umar Johnson. Now we, why are you hating on Dr. Umar? So anyway, so Dr. Umar, Dr. Umar, okay. Mm. Um, Let me read his bio so I get it right. Hold on, let me close my ears. Why you do that? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with, okay, tell me what's wrong with Dr. Umar. (sighs) (laughs) Umar... (laughs) Let's let's talk about what's right with him. That's okay. instead of what's wrong. We might have more time, you know, to talk about what's right. He's an educated man. Yes. Uh, but he just gives scammy creeper. I'm so black. I'm black, y'all. I'm black and black, 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 y'all type things, you know. Stop. Uh, we don't so anyway, Dr. Anymore. Umar, y'all Google him, but Dr. Umar said some things. <clears throat> so Joe Budden had been talking about, so Joe Budden has Pause. Um, Joe yeah. Budden and Umar in the same sentence. Are you trying to kill people? <laughs> no, but let me tell you what happened first. Let me tell you okay. Okay. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna be quiet. Okay. So, so Joe Budden has his Joe Budden network and he's got Mel Ford on there. And, and uh, this dude named Antoine, he goes by the name of Ish, real light skinned dude. Um, lighter than light, light, light type thing. And, and Ish always makes it seem like, well, in and, and, and the show, but Ish particularly, I don't think Ish likes women or black women particularly. And I also think that Ish thinks he's always the smartest person in the room, right? I, I've listened to different clips and did different things. And, and he always talks from his point of that he's the most educated person in the room. Ugh. You know, someone says, hey, what'd y'all do for the weekend? And you know what he said? I went to see Malcolm X, the opera. So they're all looking at him like, what Malcolm X opera, same sentence, whatever, whatever. So, you know, when you ask him what he's doing or what he's done for the weekend, he always comes back with something that makes everybody else seem like they're just uneducated or uncouth type thing. So he always thinks he's that. So anyway, Joe Budden said, okay, I'm going to go get Dr. Umar. Cause ish, you keep doing this, this, and this, I'm going to go get him. So when I tell you, some of the stuff he said, like he made um, statements about Vanessa Bryant and that she could have done more with Kobe's legacy than she did, set Twitter and stuff on fire and some other stuff, right? But here's what, uh, 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 but- Wait, the grieving, the grieving wife should yeah. have done more? Like he's telling her what she should have done as the grieving wife yeah, who yeah. lost her child and her husband simultaneously and had their images all over. Oh, okay. He did, he did. Oh, okay. Set Twitter ablaze. Set Twitter ablaze, set, uh, well, X now, right? X formerly known as Twitter. Set it ablaze, uh, set Instagram ablaze, right? But what um, really set him up was when he 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 said, he made some statements uh, with a couple of them, the men on the, the thing, but he talked about what was wrong with black women. And I wanted to play that because I wanted to get your, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it because- I I I'm gonna reserve my comments for it, but I want you to hear about it. But this is what he this is what he said about what's this, wrong. Wait, this, this Umar. This is comments? Umar. Uh, these, okay, these, are, Umar these are Umar's comments. Joe Budden's comments. Vicious comments. They they all kind of blend together in one spot. But I just want you to hear the hear the clip. Just hear the hold clip. Hold on, hold on. Give me a second to turn my mental windshield wipers on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. Okay, I'm gonna hear this first, and then you can talk to me. 
addition to white women choosing their black men earlier in their development, mm -hmm. black women also wait too long to get serious about dating. There is something that I refer to that I'm going to talk about in my book, and it's called the beautiful black woman syndrome. It's almost a curse. Okay. Agreed. Exactly. Here's what I'm saying. Number one, y'all date earlier when you mm -hmm. look good. Statistics show it. When a black woman is attractive, she's sexualized earlier. Mm -hmm. She loses her virginity earlier. When you have a beautiful daughter, you got to be on her ass because mm -hmm. the hounds will be. Mm -hmm. But here's the point that I want to make. Because they're so beautiful, Joe, guess what? When the brothers in college was trying to holler with that wedding ring, oh, no, I look too good for that. Ain't no yeah. marriage coming my in my options, 20s. My options. Thank you. I'm then looking the for 30s options. came. The 30s came. Brothers came with the ring. Oh, no, no, no. I'm still enjoying this. Ain't slowing me then down. Then she gets... 43, 44, 45. Now, now she's ready to no, settle down. I'll take the post office worker. Right. I'll take the but, post office But stay office with me. Now. And because black men are not dropping at her feet with proposals like they were in her 20s and in her 30s, now she's on YouTube talking about black men ain't shit. Ain't shit. They're not serious. They don't want to build a family. Time out. You done had about 30 black men who came for your finger in marriage and you turned them all down because you thought you was too fucking cute big to settle down. And now you in your mid-40s, the brothers ain't breaking their neck to wedge you out no, and now the men ain't no, shit. No, 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 you don't look the same. Right. Right. Well, not necessarily. Wait, 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 wait. They still look good. No, no, no. They still look if good. You don't put your fucking look, computer they, away. They still may look good. Oh, you don't look the same. And not just that, that black man now has ascended to the point where he's single and he got the 30 year olds and the 28 year olds still checking for him. He's 40 now. He got the pick of the litter. <laughs> that's true. He but got the, the pick of the litter that's true, now. But the other thing, too, the other thing, you're too, is, come out the other no thing too, when you are, you're a black man in your 40s uh -huh. and you meet a fine-ass sister in her 40s, uh -huh. it don't mean nothing wrong with him. Nope. But you have to entertain the idea. How did a woman this fine... Slip through the cracks. She damaged. She got a bunch of shit coming to the table with it. How the, So you automatically a little on defense because you like, shit, she bad as shit, never been married or no kids, never lived with a man. Like, are you psycho? What's wrong with you? Are you married but not telling me? Why not giving them a pound? <laughs> yeah. You told me yeah. to sit down. Come on. Yeah, please, queen. Dap him up now, queen. So, now, that was ish. Oh, and my God. I just feel completely dumb. Like my, I, I like a refund on my intelligence because I feel like I have just been, like, I just got dumber listening to that. So, like, so, I, hold on, let me get my, let me write somebody because I, I want my time back. You going in and out a little bit on me, but we go. We'll work through that. Um, so let me say this: I've heard that we've heard that before, Kevin Samuels, um, others. But I've heard that from a lot of my male friends as well, where they've said, uh, if they meet a woman in her late forties. And she's never been married and she doesn't have any children. They immediately think something is wrong with her. That she's too crazy. That no man wanted her before then. Let me, and I go, let me tell you something. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, because that's just, let me tell you, because I'm looking at men, it's a lot of men. I know a lot of men out here who've never been married and have no children who are in their mid to late 40s. Or, or 50s and you think ain't something wrong with them? <laughs> like, oh, come I see anyone now who, who's never had children and the first thing I said to him was we ain't having no kids big dog so you know that's what you're looking for <laughs> it's not over here <laughs> my man is 10 years younger than me okay you don't have oh, no oh. oh see you opened up the door on that one okay <laughs> I don't have no kids <laughs> and I tell him, if you want to get with me, <laughs> you kids off the table. <laughs>
Okay. So if you don't ever want no kids, don't that anyway. My point to that is I think that Umar is speaking just incomplete from a very um limited space because what he's forgetting is that these men are not coming up to these women who are so bad in their 20s and 30s with rings. You know why? Because them Negroes still think that they bad and they still got seeds that they want to spread and do. So this coming with a ring, I hate when men, especially these two Joe Button and Umar Johnson get together to and, and, and then this this choir in the background going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that was the most ignorant beep I ever heard in like 2024. For real. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> That's how they ended 2023. Trash um, monsters. But it's Joey because, because Joey. All, because this, Joey. You call him Joey, Joey, Joey. This, I watched the hip-hop Joey. This Joey or Joe Button. Is um, arrogant and a former crackhead. I, well, I can't even get into former crackhead, but loving hip hop. I watched him on loving hip hop relapse. I think he, um, you know, he's forty seven. I think forty eight. But I feel like he's finally grown up. If that makes sense, and only because, only because Joe, only because I've seen him on other pods recently. And the topics were not um, hip hop ish or music or, you know, anything of that nature. They were very serious topics. And, you know, he talked about him dealing with his own mental health and, and, uh, um, the now thing that is, he has some mental health issues, which side note, I'm calling him recovered crackhead, but I think his mental health issues did contribute greatly to his drug addictions. Yeah. And, and so he talked about his mental health issues and he talked about, you know, um, doing things differently. Even you know, even though he was around for his oldest son, he really wants to be around for this youngest youngest one now, and, and that type of stuff. And so, it was just it was just it was just real interesting. That's why I said I think that we're going to see a different Joe. But at the same time, not to to alleviate him, Melissa Ford. First of all, I don't think she brings anything to the table. Like after that whole stuff, I don't know if y'all remember this, but um, Cameron. So I thought it was in poor taste. That's just Tanya. Uh, uh, I thought it was in poor taste. Do you remember when Cameron and Mace started talking about the 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 the, the train they ran on some girl on their yeah, that that got ugly. It was it was it was it was so oh my god it was so just ugh right grimy right unnecessary. And Melissa, and Melissa Ford on 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 her pod said that. You know, how did they not know that she was not underage or and made it seem like that they had some type of underage thing going on, which they took offense to it. And the first thing in my brain was you take offense to that, but you don't take offense to the fact that y'all did some grimy stuff and put it out there on the pod like that. <laughs> yes, because Negroes be proud of themselves <laughs> like they really do be proud of themselves. But I, I was I was just like, oh, my God. So I thought that was just in poor taste. But I don't think she brings anything to the table that, um, you know, she gets overshadowed by them all the time. And I feel like, why are you up there? Right. Like, why are you on this pod except for to collect a paycheck? Right. Because I'm just not understanding. You know? I, I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. And so apparently she's on a couple of other pods now where she's talking about her mental health and her emotional issues. And, and I just was like, ah, oh, y'all are killing me. Y'all are just making me um, just, you know, go, go down the rabbit hole. But I thought you would get a kick out of what's wrong with us and why we don't have men. And, and, and one of the other things that they said on, on that show, by the way, is that um, as women, we sign up for unemotional men. That we ask for the stability, the financial support, the 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 big house, or whatever, whatever, and that the consequence on the downside to that is, uh, he might not be around emotionally for you. And Joe Budden out of his mouth said, "But that's what they signed up for." So I'm sitting here like, "We signed up for that." <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think I ever signed up for that. I don't know about you. Did you ever sign up for that? I'm not even listening. I have to tell you, I just erased it. <laughs> it does not exist. I'm serious. You're stupid. You say that just doesn't exist for you. But yeah, I, cause, cause, I, I, that's foolishness. Well, speaking of, um, man, lately, and, and I don't know how your uh, a year um, ended. Um, I, I, I think my year ended with a whole bunch of foolishness, by the way. Um, we're not going to talk about the beat down that Florida State got oh, I, from Georgia. Now, you know, part of people will say, oh, well, that's because they didn't have, you know, X number of people. But let me be clear. It is the college football player playoff committee's job to make sure that we have competitive football. Last year's championship game between Georgia and uh, what was it? Uh, the the Horn Frogs is TCU. When they beat them down, yeah. they beat down. What was it, fifty to seven or whatever it was, was not competitive. And no. I agree with the committee that if they already know it wasn't, and and I don't care if Florida State had them twenty people or not. We saw uh, all the way up to the ACC championship how they played without their quarterback, and it was not as competitive as it was when they had their quarterback before he got hurt. You know what I mean? Like really competitive. And so, I think that every year we are seeing like. Um, just the different things that come with college football and the changes that need to be made. And, and I, I can see where they're trying. I think that the NCAA and the FCS and all them are doing a, a better job of trying to improve and bring better, um, football to these, to these bowls and things that towards the end of the year, the end of the season. So you see, it's not going to make everybody happy and people are going to be mad. But you can see that they have been making changes. I don't know. You said you follow it a whole lot tired of me. It seems like they've been making the changes like yearly or at least every couple of years where they're making some significant things to try to make it at least more appealing. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> let me tell you, I think that um, right now. So so let me just go back. So the college. Um, before the age of social media, before the age of all the film and tape, right? The college um, uh, college football was a chance to showcase your talent to the NFL. Okay, Perfect. they didn't make they didn't make any money. No, they had to beg, borrow, and steal to stay in school. Um, they uh, and they being the college players, um, their parents had to scrape together enough money. And they they and they still are. They were then and they still yeah. are. They're told which classes to take. So the degree that you're supposed to be getting for free may not even be a worthwhile degree. Because, again, as we know, most sports kids, uh, most of our young men that graduate have meteor meteorology degrees. <laughs> so that means my nephew, my so, nephew got a real degree. <laughs> so you got media, media, media. Well, Again, we, we got to go into the, so you got the you're either going to be a weatherman or you get the dreaded mass communications degree. What does that even mean? Oh, what? Now, hold on. As a former mass no, no, no. You are a verbalist, lyricist thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the young man that's playing football who's being told what classes to take. And he's being told to take these classes because they work with you or they've already had the conversations with the professors. And so these classes work with the football schedule. So they move them into that. And then when they're not playing football or they don't make it to the draft or they don't make it to whatever they're going to do, they don't know what to do with that. They're still floating around campus lost. So, exactly. um, so, the, so the three top degrees that I always see was media communications, media, meteorology, mass communications, and criminal justice. Because at the end of the day, I can always go be a police officer or mm -hmm. a, um, a clerk at a DA's office or whatever it is. So those are three degrees. Now, fast forward, we got video games and everything else. And thank you, Ed O'Banion, because <laughs> he saw all the money that the NCAA and all these other people in conferences and everybody's making money, but the players. But everybody's making money off the players. And they're all saying, oh, you should just be so grateful because you're getting a four-year scholarship. No, I'm not really getting a four-year scholarship because if I get hurt, 
I'm gone. If um, no, that's that's that is that was the NCAA. I was just saying that I think I've seen from just even from when I was in college to you know my best friend Adrian, his brother went to Syracuse. He played football at Syracuse, full scholarship. Um, Now he coaches football. He got his degree or whatever. But I remember having the conversation with him when he came to visit us at Southern and saying, Andre, whatever you do at Syracuse, make sure you get as much out of them as they're going to get out of you. Meaning you're there for the education. You are. And I think we, we lose sight of this. All people who pay attention to all these sports, they are student hyphen athletes okay i get that but what i'm saying is and i'm particularly a football team can carry an entire university correct right the money the things the ticket prices everything all that stuff and the other sports i am a proponent for the transfer portal i am a proponent for the nil name image and likeness because it thank you ed o'banion because if it wasn't for him suing to say, you see how they're using my number and my name and here's all the money they made off my number and guess what? They got my likeness inside this video game and they're selling them and at the time they're selling them for $39.99, $49.99 and there's a million kids out there playing uh, 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 NCAA football and NCAA basketball, mm-hmm. right? You're making all this money. So, you know, and and just like um, un- what Uncle Luke did for free speech and rap, Ed O'Banion did for... <laughs> These young men and and women, um, because now even volleyball players, you know, my goddaughter, volleyball players, she had uh, FAMU and she has an NIL deal and she made some money this year uh, in the last couple of years um, um, on her stuff. And so I say that to say now that they're making money. It is even the playing field. And that's what people don't understand. Right. I used to if I'm if I'm a top recruit, I used to have to want to go to Alabama because I knew that might be the only place that the boosters were going to take care of me. Well, oh, now that I got NIL, right, and I know what I'm about to say is allegedly how it's happening today. Hold on. Let me brace myself. Go ahead. All right. But now that I got NIL, I don't have to look at Alabama. I can look at a Utah or Texas or this, and the first thing I can say is, well, what other types of activities or endorsements can I get if I go to your school? So if I go to your school and I can be the face of Joe's Burgers and Fries, right? Because I'm the star QB, I'm the star whatever, and I can go over there and be the face and I can make $100,000 through NIL. I And I know that I can get a good education to your point now about education. And mm-hmm. I don't have to, gra- I can graduate with the degree that I want Versus the degree that you're going to force me into to adjust to the schedule, right? Um, now I can make money. But now that they're making money, now that these athletes are making money, now they want to take it away. Now I got everybody and their mother saying, oh, well, you know, um, if they go over here and they're going to make all this money. No, all it's done is, is it's leveled the playing field. So all the best talent ain't at the top five schools. Now all the best talent is really spread out across 20 schools, which, which makes, which now is what you see when you, and then the other thing that they've done is everybody, if you are a six and six, you don't deserve a damn bowl game. And I don't care if it's called. Everybody has a bowl game. I mean, man, we didn't use, listen, when I I saw the Pop-Tart Bowl, when I saw the Pop-Tart Bowl, I was done. (laughs) We do not. When I saw the Pop Tart Bowl and you got a six and six team and a six and seven team, I'm sorry, that's talent I don't want to see. I don't want to see that game because first well, of all, that game is not going to be as competitive as um, a Peach Bowl or or an Orange Bowl or you know those types. Well, of it things. doesn't have any meaning, first of all. So but they're getting money from it, right? Uh, I'm sorry, Capital One. The schools are getting money. I'm sorry, Capital One. I know you are sponsoring all the bowl games and it makes sense for you to get the top 10. And then, of course, now everybody else goes, oh, listen, Cheez-It had a damn bowl game. And then when they won, they dropped a bowl of Cheez-Its on them. (laughs) Look, Duke's Mayo has a bowl game. 
I remember when I lived in Tampa and I was like, what's an outback bowl? What you about the steakhouse? The outback bowl? But it's 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 big now. Um that's what I'm saying. Everybody they've watered it down. And I let me they've watered college athletics down to the point where everybody wants to be in a bowl game. And if I looked at and they had something on the other day where they said if we were in the 12th playoff rounds right now. Four first automatic bids. Alabama would have been in anyway because they okay. because they were the SEC. Let's just say the the way they've set these playoffs up, the um, ACC champion, the SEC champion, ACC, the Big Ten, and I think the Big Twelve. Those four huge conferences because mm-hmm. they're huge and they've got like fourteen teams in them a piece, right? So you can't those four huge conferences. The winner of those conferences was going to get in anyway. Period. End of story. So Alabama would have been in, even if they'd gone to the twelve play playoff thing. And then they're going to give uh, every. They're going to have six or seven or whatever it is at large bids based on rankings in the polls and coaches rankings and whatever. Okay. So Alabama would have got in anyway. But I promise you, uh, the Alabama game is going to probably be, which hasn't played yet, um, is going to be probably the most competitive game. I think. Um, Wait, hold on. Because there's a lot of balls in the air right now. (laughs) (laughs) We need to like... So my thinking is when I go back to say that I do think they have worked to make it more competitive in terms of the teams. But however, I think that we are... We know that there are only certain bowl games that matter. True. Okay. And... Even though, like I say, everybody has a bowl because they're trying to make money and they want to bring, you know, the teams together and people want to come to. I've been to the Peach Bowl. That was great. But that's a that's a considerable, well-known bowl. It's years of decades, actually, right, of, of football. Mm-hmm. My point is, let's look at the bowl games that we know actually matter, which are what? I'm looking them up now. Um, well, the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Peach Bowl, mm-hmm. Orange Rose Peach. Hold on, let me let me let me look at that. I'm gonna add that Outback Bowl in there because for some reason it has gotten big, and I don't know why. But Orange Peach and Rose for sure are the childhood bowl. Well, Rose is is a. Oh, well, let me just let me just and Fiesta Fiesta Bowl Fiesta Bowl. Yes. So you know what? Since I looked it up. I'm just going to read to you the foolishness <laughs> around these mornings. So y'all just bear with me for a second, okay? So, as a matter of fact, I need to start from the bottom up. Okay. So, let's see, 27th, the 27th, 26th. You know what? I'm going to read these in the order that they're on just because it's... Don't even try to try to go through the number. But it's... it's no, way- I want to read to you some of the foolishness of the bowl names. And Okay. Well, Rel- Mayo was what, is, what, what is a Reliquest Bowl? Who is Reliquest? I don't know. Spell it. R-E-L-I-A-Q-U-E-S-T Bowl. So we have the Reliquest Bowl. We have the Citrus Bowl. We have the Bowl. Bless you. We have you. the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which was for them Division three school or Division two schools because Georgia Southern and Ohio played in that, and I have no idea why that's there. <laughs> then we have the you know then we have our Celebration Bowl, which is for the HBCU champion, which is needed and has been around because it wasn't always Celebration; it used to be okay. the Heritage Bowl. So don't don't do that. I'm not, I'm not. I didn't count that one. I just said, of course, we have the Celebration Bowl. Okay. Now we have the New Orleans Bowl. We have the Cure Bowl. We have the New Mexico Bowl, which two schools in the state of New Mexico played in that bowl. Then we have the LA Bowl, the Independence Bowl, the Bahamas Bowl, temporarily named. Wait, 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 wait. That is supposed to be in Nassau, Bahamas, but it's been temporarily relocated to Charlotte. And wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, gets even better. The Bahamas Bowl has temporarily been renamed the famous Toastery Bowl and temporarily relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina. Then we have the Frisco Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl, 
the Gasparilla Bowl, the Birmingham Bowl, Birmingham, Alabama. The Where's Chameleon the Gasparilla Bowl? Bowl? Is it in Tampa? Uh, yes, it's in Tampa. The Camellia Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the 68 Ventures Bowl, the I'm Los sorry, Vegas what? Bowl, the Hawaii Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl, the First Responder Bowl, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, your famous one, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, my, my Pop-Tart Bowl. Then we have the Holiday Bowl, the Texas Bowl, the Fenway Bowl, the Alamo Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Oh, wait, the Sun? That's not, is that old? The Sun Bowl? The Sun Bowl, I have to look up and see if the Sun Bowl is old. I just know the Orange Bowl, the Peach Bowl, um, you know, but some of these bowls, we don't need to have, listen, I just gave you like 30 bowl games. Money. Let the people make their money. 35 or 36 bowls that just occurred in the last 10 days of 2023. And all I'm saying is we have just got to do better. That's all I'm going to say. We got to okay. do better. Um, okay. and, uh, those aren't the bowls that matter. We And we know that. They are not the bowls that matter. And so therefore, I did not watch um, any except for the beatdown uh, uh, the other day. And then, you know, the, the bowls on New Year's Day. Um, I didn't watch no other bowl games. But, you know, well, but contrary to public opinion. And the request bowls, so. Yeah, so I, you know, and, and I did watch, and I did watch um, uh, the Celebration Bowl. So, you know, but other than that, I, I I just think we got too many, 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 too many bowls. Hey, people, people love to watch football for the new, for, for the first what month of the year? Oh yeah, people love to watch that, and you got some, a group of people who. I mean, you acting like you won't sit down and watch the game if the game is on, because you will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, who cares what the name of the bowl is? It doesn't mean anything because in the end, you like football. You're gonna watch football. Yeah. So, um. So someone sent me a message and said, hey, I get scared for this generation, but let me tell you what the message. So the message said, hey, do you read HBCU confessions? And I said, I do. And I just cannot believe some of the things that these children, Ooh, not children, but young adults, young adults, but the young adults, um, these young adults say and are doing. Um, uh, uh, in these schools that just make me go do, you know, if my children hadn't already gone to college, I don't think I'd have sent them to college. Well, I've read those HBC fashions <laughs> and um, silently I pray that it's just people being dramatic because some of the things that they ask or say or tell are so beyond me. Like my mind can't even compute such, I have, for lack of a better word, fuckery. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. Some of the things that I read are like to the point where I actually stop reading them because I'm like, ew, like ew. But some of them, I think, are teachable moments, especially for women. Going back to something else, right? So one of my red, so one of my red said, uh, "Let me read this to you." It said, "I like this woman, but she says I try too hard, and I don't know how she operates. I've done nice things for her. She friends on me, and I said I don't want to be friends. Now she's finding every reason to pull up to my job because I refuse to talk to her." Ladies, well, that happens. That does that that, that, that happens, right? But now I feel like. Maybe she really wanted to talk to him and was just kind of, you know, trying to play hard to get because now you pulling up on him because he said, OK, I want to be your friend. I tried to be a man. You know what I mean? And now he don't want to um, doesn't want to be um, do it. But I, I I'm, I'm trying to understand. Um, don't STDs still exist out here in this world? Because listen, <laughs> listen. 
I, I say this to my own to my own family members, which is not only do STDs still exist. Sometimes folks be talking about, oh, we don't want to end up pregnant. I'm like, sometimes pregnancy is <laughs> the least amount of your problems because you can end up with something that don't leave you at all. Wait a minute. So this one cracked me up and I said, okay. And I and I literally read this and thought about Lil Duvall in the same sentence because this was some clown stuff and I just, I'm sorry. Dude says, I found out my girl is cheating and she don't know I know. My plan is that I'll just propose so she knows I'm serious. And, and of course she's going to say yes. And then she's going to stop cheating. I'm competitive and I ain't going to let the side dude win. That shit makes Bruh. no sense. Bruh. <laughs> you got to wife somebody who spread herself around like playing cards. No. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. I was just like, I was. Um, That's that short-sighted thinking that I keep talking about. It's just short. Doesn't go any further. You're not competitive. You stupid. Cole, you stupid. I just was like. I just, I'm just like, uh, I'm just like crazy. Like I was reading it and I was like, okay. Um, I just was like, I can't, I couldn't um, listen to it. But it was interesting because when I read that, I thought about Lou Duvall. And if you follow Lou Duvall on Instagram uh, or, or, or X, formerly known as Twitter, he says some crazy things and he asks crazy questions. Like one of the questions he said, he got some type of message and the message um, and I can't remember exactly how it was phrased, but the message was around about this woman and she thought her boyfriend was bisexual and she said, how do you know? And so he makes a statement, ladies, y'all know when the man you dating likes other men. And so then he asked them to tell them stories. And I tell you, the stories that they start that he started posting made me cringe because it made me go, do I need to be looking um, at other things? Because I was like, this is crazy. So let me read one of these stories to you because I felt like this came out of a Tyler Perry thing. Oh God. <laughs> I'm telling you. So she says, I missed the post, but if you want to use it, block my name and stuff. I was with my son's father for five years. He was fresh out of prison when we met off. Uh, and he was fresh out of prison when we met off of a seven-year bid. Super smart, very well-spoken and handsome. Treated me 10 times better than most men. We did it and I got pregnant. And once our son was born. Jokingly, I said, you should let me put my dildo in your butt. Oh, you know, testing him to see if he truly, you know, because he'd been in jail. Oh, and she said to my shock, he agreed. <laughs> I wasn't to your shock. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> she knew her man had tendencies. Because if you know your man is all men, you ain't gonna even try him like that. That's what I said. There's no way that I would ever, ever have asked my husband that. Never, mm -mm. never. Wait a minute, it gets better. So this is part one. She said, <laughs> you go laugh when he's she oh, wrote his booty was pliable and he took it way better Wait, than what? I have. <laughs> we never did it again. Fast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pliable? That's what she said. She said, now we fast forward. We live in a house together and our son is three or four. I didn't know people were still using Craigslist, by the way. She said, I caught him on Craigslist soliciting men saying, I'm straight but curious about eggplant. When I found his tablet, he smashed it and I made him open it up on the computer to see. He was not only um, listening and talking to people, but he was sending them booty shots. Okay. Freshen up to that was pretending to, to, to be me to most of his male friends and getting pics from them to the extent that he had a whole relationship with one who thought he was trying to have a relationship with me. 
So in closing, wait a minute. In closing, I promise I will never date a man again who's done more than a year in prison. Preferably not at all. But that experience helped me avoid other. She said, now I can usually spot him right away and I call it out. And to be honest, it's usually the guy you never expect. She said, they're mostly really masculine, homophobic, of which he was when I met him and continued to be until I busted him. Uh, uh. Listen, I read that and thought that it was some Tyler Perry foolishness. Because that'd be how Tyler Perry movies be. That's how, that's how his sitcoms be. But the fact that, and mind you, there's more stories like that. And there was hundreds of them, including stuff in the comments, hundreds of them. That made me realize that that's happening more than I thought. And now I'm sitting here like, how do you prepare for that? You don't. You don't. Listen, people going to do what they want to do. They're going to love who they want to love. They're going to sleep with who they want to sleep with, whatever, whatever. But. I don't, I don't, uh-uh. <laughs> because I'm going, how do you, how do you? And the reason I say, how do you prepare that, prepare for that is because, well, you have a man now. I have not figured that in my life. I just said, how do you compete where you don't compare? Well, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. How do you prepare for that? Because see, again, you have a man now, so you can't, you know, but you got to go back before you had the man. When you're talking to people, you don't think about those things. Like, I don't think about those things when I'm talking to men. And because I have no, some of you talking to me, you interested. There in you go. But I when I tell you these stories scarred me because I'm sitting here scarred because I'm sitting here like, oh, did that really? Ah, you know, because sometimes when you read these things and these stories and you know it's happening in somebody's life, right? It, it is happening in somebody's life. People are, are are getting shot or hurt or divorced or whatever. And you go through the, the different public court records. You know that this stuff is happening. But I'd be like, oh, how do you prepare for that? It's it's not a, pre- a preparation. I, I, oh, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to just say. See, you're where I was. Feel strongly, strongly and confident that that's not my problem, and I'm good. <laughs> I, 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 yes, and and I get I I just I just mm, I, I'm sure people are dealing with that, you know, and I'm I just I, I feel confident in saying I don't I don't think I have that problem. I don't know if you can mentally prepare for that, and that's just too much. That's that's just too much. Like for real, if you're gonna do just be straight up out the gate, let me decide if I'm gonna deal with like I believe that in all things, especially when dating, is that you just let the people know straight up and they can decide whether they want to deal with it or not. But I still think that this person that you shared knew already because I just know. You ain't gonna try your man like that if you don't be- believe that's a possibility. I ain't trying my man like that. Let me say this. I will I say this. Um in my Jack Nicholson voice, as men say, you can't handle the truth. I wish they would be truthful. I'd like to know, but they can't handle the fact that we don't want to be bothered with them after we know the truth. Well, some of them can't handle the fact that they dealing with their own demons too. That's true. That is a true statement. That's a true statement. But yeah, I was just like, woo. Yeah, anybody, wanna, anybody, anybody uh, listening, uh, let me know if you want to help sponsor getting Dr. Umar on here because I think uh, Vanilla- <laughs> let this let her know so I can be absent. <laughs> you let her know so I I will not. <laughs> you have to listen. I will listen. I will listen on Spotify, <laughs> but I will not to be here. You gotta listen to. You gotta hear some of some of those um, takes, man. Those takes are good, though. Those takes are good. You know, man. it's this guy. The this old old white guy say, "If I wanted to hear from an asshole, I'd fart." That's the way I feel. <laughs> 
thought I would. That was really, though, my first time ever really, outside of the jokes and the other stuff, that was my first time ever really listening to him. And um, I know, I know, uh, we have a, a, a friend in common that, that always quotes Doctor Umar, so we might have to. <laughs> I'm just saying, after listening to that, do you feel smarter? Do I feel smarter? Because I didn't. I felt like I my IQ went down several points. I, I think. I think. Let me say this. I think you'd have to listen to everything that he said. Um, and again, that was just one clip around that particular thing. But I will say this. I think that there were several points that he made in that entire conversation that made me go research some things to to understand things a little bit better, like the Pan-African movement, um, understanding what that is and um, made me go pick up my, my Marcus Garvey um, book again and go back and look at some of the things that he quoted from Marcus Garvey that I wanted to, to make sure I understood. Um, I would never say that Dr. Umar Johnson is not intellectual in terms of his ability to, to promote Pan-Africanism. Um, I just think in terms of relationships and certain things, I just, I can't fly with him. Well, I think, you know, for me, I was intellectually stimulated about when he talked about the Frederick Douglass and the Marcus Garveys and, 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 and he talked about the black church Frederick Douglass that he keep claiming he related to, and they have proven he is not. Oh, again, no, nah, I didn't get to that part of the research. I'm just saying you need to spend some more time to understand. Yeah, I heard him say that. No, 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 let me say that. He said that a few times, but I never took that as gospel. Does that make sense? There was no, my intellectual curiosity was piqued about what he said about the black church, um, what he said about um, when black men started not being in the household. Actually, I have that. Um, and how that transcribed into the three strikes rule and the other stuff. That piqued my intellect. You want to hear that? Because I'll play it for you. No, (laughs) I'm well versed on Umar. And again, I will not take certain things away from him. But that's what I'm saying. So, So when you say, are you smarter? I'm intellectually stimulated because it made me go research some things to understand some things better. Um. Mm-hmm. Better, but better. you have the mental fortitude to go and research things on your own. Well, and, and I'm not dumb by any means. I, you know, exactly that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But it was interesting because what made me interested, and and again, I know what Joe's ultimate goal was was to increase his viewership and also have a fight, have Umar and Ish fight, right? Because Ish is uh, uh is one of the co-hosts is a misogynist. I don't care how he wants to dress it up. I don't care what he says. He's a misogynist. If Umar said something and Melissa Ford said the exact same thing, he's fighting with Melissa Ford, but co-signing with Umar. So that told me already. That happens, that happens a lot with men though too. Yeah. but Sometimes it's, already- it's not the message, it's the messenger. I don't want to say just men. It happens with people in general. Sometimes it's not the message but the messenger, you ever had somebody say something that was just fantastic and you wish it hadn't come out of that person's mouth? Oh, yeah, but it doesn't mean I don't. But see, again, I, I can hear other people's perspectives and different things because you and I both know that I got somebody I can't stand and I don't care what she says. And it's always going to be stupid to me. But she said a couple things recently that actually made sense. So I was like, okay, you know what I mean? But I take that with a grain, 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 oh, grain, 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 Yes, that makes sense coming out of your stupid mouth. <laughs> exactly, right? So that's where I'm at with that. Oh, but you know what? We know we, I mean, I know it's New Year, but let me tell you. Oh, he's going to eat me up if I talk about him. But uh, so someone I know doesn't do holidays. Never did holidays, right? No trees, no nothing. Um, always was, you know, and you know, whatever. 
but we'll come over and eat with you and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So now this person's got a girlfriend. Not the typical girlfriend. Not, not oh, God, the typical person that he would normally date. But she figured out his love language, which is cook for me every day and feed me on a plate. Like bring me my, my food, feed me on a plate. And I'll give you the world type stuff, right? Oh, okay. So imagine my surprise. I get a text message. Hey, Tanya, you want to come over on Christmas Eve and have dinner? What? Christmas Eve? I'm trying to think of something wrong with it, right? What? (laughs) And I got advance notice, right? Somebody's life, my whole life has changed. Exactly, right? (laughs) I get over there. Me, some other friends, you know, he's invited everybody. Get over there. We walk into Winter Wonderland. Oh, really? Christmas music playing. Tree up. His and her matching pajamas. Oh, could it be I'm falling in love with baby? Table set. His and her matching pajamas, like... I, I, wow. um, well, what was for dinner? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, catfish, boudin balls, hey, <laughs> uh, 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 seafood stuffing, um, or seafood dressing, um, mac and cheese, some other stuff. Oh, <laughs> what did you eat? <laughs> felt like I, I was like, oh, you really are in love, love. Because oh, you yeah. went to the matching pajamas. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love the power of love. <laughs> it has transformed. Oh, the- my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They I have transformed know. into a new being. The old has passed away. Yeah. But apparently it's happening to all the 53, 54-year-old men because another friend of mine doesn't believe in all that stuff either. But since he retired, now all of a sudden he believes in all that stuff. And I'm sitting there like, who are y'all? You know, my brother doesn't do those things per se. However, he does do it for his wife and his kids, you know, and, and the family. I mean, he hosts it every year, so clearly. Um, but, I, you know, people, they mellow out. They uh, Some things just don't become a big deal, but maybe, maybe, just maybe, your friend is 100% gone over you. you. Oh, well, I know <laughs> if, I, if, if, if he starts talking about Valentine's and other things, I'm just done. So now I love Valentine. He might actually because he wants that person to be happy. You know, yeah, that's probably that's probably it. I, I don't do that. You know, that was my husband's birthday, so I don't do Valentine. I know. Well, I've well, you know, I've never had a good Valentine's. I sh- I think I shared my Valentine story. So, <laughs> uh, give me fifty dollars. I'm trying to get you something for Valentine's. Day. So I've never had a good Valentine's. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, that's right, because you're all boot up now, so we'll have to. Oh God, we'll have to, um, we'll have, to um, have those uh, that conversation. So, but anyway, all right. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And Happy New Year, y'all. We will be back with uh, probably a few more tales from the dark side, depending on um. I want to talk about the color purple. 
Oh, we can't do it right now because I need to give it. I need to give it my full time. <laughs> okay, so we'll do that. We'll we'll talk about the color purple. Um, on the next episode, we'll devote that to the color purple and see how people. Hopefully, people have seen it by then, and um, they'll know what we're talking about. Yes, because I want to talk about my Oscars. I was ready to give my Oscar-winning performance in that movie, so I just can't wait to discuss it. Okay, all right. So we'll do that on the next episode. We will talk about the color purple. Peace out. Till next time. It is I again. You're very, 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 very blessed. Because, boy, I'm telling you, 2023 kicked my tail coming out of 2023. But 2024 will be a blessing for me. You're going to be good. I keep telling you. Y'all, TB's such a good person. I I, I say this all the time. She's going to have an amazing year because she's a very, very good person. Not just because she's my friend. In general, she's a very good person. It absolutely makes no sense for her to be this good of a person. I love her dearly. (laughs) <laughs> have an amazing year because you of all people deserve it i appreciate that i appreciate that so we will peace out next episode we're talking about the color purple bye y'all bye thanks again for listening to dropping all gems if you have a chance please rate and review the podcast here and if you like what you are hearing hit follow and pass it on to a friend. To keep in touch, hit us up at Dropping All Gems Podcast at gmail.com or follow us on TikTok or IG. And if you'd like to support the show, buy us a cup of coffee via the link displayed however you are listening to us. We will be back again next week with another episode. And we hope you will be too. Dropping all gems. Dropping all gems. Yeah.